today's episode of the Geek Watch Podcast. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Andy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 144 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petrie. Hi, Brian. So I wanted to start off the show because we had a special piece of video drop today mm-hmm. and just found out about it and, of course, had to show it to you. But yeah. we got a five-minute deleted scene from the Batman, mm-hmm. and we got to see, although we only got like a little bit of a hint of this character, we got to see this version of the Joker. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what did you think? I enjoyed this scene a lot. I am glad we did not get it in the movie because it's such a good scene and it's so powerful and it gives us this character, but it is very much Hannibal Lecter from Manhunter or Silence of the Lambs. Batman's coming in to get advice on this new killer. Tell me what you think about this guy. But I like we're just getting these tiny little puzzle pieces about the Joker. We hear his voice. We can't quite see his face. But then when you do see his face, you don't see enough of it to put it together. And you can see the burns on his hands. And I think maybe this might be one of the first times on screen that we've really thought about how chemical burns are going to look on a Joker. And I'm very pleased. I'm excited to see where this is going to go. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed this scene, but I absolutely do agree with you. It was something that should not have been put in the main film It's a wonderful scene, and it's definitely a good example of what they tell you in writing about killing your darlings. Even if something is fantastic, Mm -hmm. like this scene was, but if it doesn't serve the main story, Mm -hmm. it's just got to go. Gestalt. Yeah, Yeah, it has to go. And I think for this scene, because it was explaining the plot to people, when Mm -hmm. the movie on its own was able to do that just fine, Mm -hmm. without beating you over the head. So (laughs) as much as I love this scene, getting to see it on its own, I think, That's wonderful. And, of course, because of the way that the world is these days, you can do something like that. You can just release on YouTube a five-minute deleted scene as an advertisement to get people interested in seeing the movie. Mm -hmm. And that was great. And I did love the portrayal of the Joker. Mm -hmm. And I think, honestly... If you've seen the movie and you've seen the little that they showed you of the Joker, they just basically hinted of it. Mm -hmm. This is a nice little bit of a, like a a dessert, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, and it was such a hint in the movie that I actually had some friends comment on it and say, oh, that was Two-Face. And I obviously knew it was the Joker. He told him a riddle and he laughed about it. I was like, of course it's the Joker. But to more lay people, they may have, oh, maybe it's, maybe that's Harvey Dent. Oh, yeah. I love the heck out of it. And Mm -hmm. it was wonderful that we got a chance to see it. They, of course, have been dropping a bunch of different things on us because it's almost time to start seeing some stuff. So yes. you're getting a Moon lot. Moon Knight is just like just, a breath away. Exactly. <laughs> We're, yeah, just very soon we'll be able to talk about it on the next podcast. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, did you see the teaser in quotation marks that they released about that? Yes. I <laughs> loved that so much. It was so good. <laughs> and so, of course, I'm seeing a lot of stuff online about the Batman because they're still promoting that. And we're seeing a lot of stuff on Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. And I saw today a trailer for a movie that I didn't even know was in production. And 
they're going to release it online. It's going to be for streaming. Okay. But it's a movie based on the yellow wallpaper. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I love the yellow wallpaper. It's one of my favorite short stories. And yeah, is that a short story or a novella? I don't. It's, it's a short story. It's a short story. Okay. Yeah. It's, I it's do. a little bit longer short story, but mm-hmm. yeah. But Charlotte Perkins Gilman, mm-hmm. an amazing writer, obviously, and obviously this is the story that people, when they think about her as a writer, this is the one right. that normally mm-hmm. comes up. Fantastic, like I said, one of my favorite horror short stories, mm-hmm. and what I love about the trailer for this is that it looks absolutely like it just came out of the pages of this yeah. of the short story. Mm-hmm. It looks amazing, and, mm-hmm. it, and the mood of it is I think really note perfect. Yeah. And I'm not sure when it's coming out. It wasn't advertised with any particular streaming service. Mm-hmm. So it may be something that you find on Amazon okay. Prime or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely going to be keeping so an eye what, out for what it. So is, is it called The Yellow Wallpaper? What's, yes. Okay, all right. It's called The Yellow Wallpaper. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite versions of The Yellow Wallpaper was Suspense Radio Show. And it was Agnes Moorhead from Bewitched. Right. And man, I'm telling you, watching... Agnes Moorhead in Twilight Zone and listening to her on the radio, you realize what a fantastic actress she was. Oh, yes. And it was a beautiful portrayal. And those were half-hour-long suspense radios. And they had Ray Bradbury. They had all kinds of suspense stories on there that were just great. And this was a beautiful portrayal. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge fan of the radio dramas. Mm -hmm. Lights Out. Yes, yes, Arch Obler. Lights Out, everybody. It's later than you think. And what's great about those is that it really plays on your imagination. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and they can be really scary just mm-hmm. because, you know. Oh, Chicken Heart. People still talk about Chicken Heart. The one that I always remember because I remember hearing this and it just creeping me out mm-hmm. was the one where they find this basement and it has these shadows and the shadow would drift over you and they would start screaming and it would turn the person inside out. It wouldn't kill them, but it would turn uh-huh. them inside out. And the sound effect was basically taking a rubber glove off. Yeah. That was basically it. But, but oh my. It was enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was. That sounds Lovecraftian. Who wrote that story? I'm not sure. Sh- uh-huh. I, I can't remember, but. Oh was that my God. Lights Out or was that Suspense? I, yes, it was. Okay. Li- I think it was Lights Out, everybody. Yeah. This was the type of thing that if you tried to write a short story about it or do a short video or TV show, it wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. It only really works with the radio drama. Mm -hmm. When you think about it, it's a silly thing, really. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they leave so much to the imagination and they just use sound effects and your brain does the rest of Mm -hmm. it. It struck me as how horrific it was Mm -hmm. and it really messed with me. Oh, yeah. Fantastic stuff. Mm -hmm. The one, I think... I'm pretty sure it was Lights Out, and it was a Ray Bradbury one, and it was the one where the aliens are going to invade, and they have the children build the equipment they need to get to Earth, and no one notices because no one notices what children do. And they're taking stuff out of their kitchens, and it was a Ray Bradbury one, and I really like that one. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wish that there was something like that these days. Everybody is just so geared toward the visual side Mm -hmm. of things, and... Just putting on the headphones and there are some podcasts Mm -hmm. where you get that feeling again. Mm -hmm. And they're definitely worth checking out. And, of course, you can find 
old copies online, digitized versions mm-hmm. of a lot of these shows. Right. They're archived in a lot of places, and that's just it's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's definitely worth seeking out. Oh, uh, if you go listen, the commercials are absolutely worth it. Uh, Have you lost weight? Do you need to put on those extra pounds? Try ironized yeast tablets and the car battery that only needs water once a year. <laughs> I love those. Oh, they're brilliant. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're fantastic. And yeah, definitely worth checking out. But I did want to talk a little bit, because we're in this holding pattern, we're waiting for the new moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> literally. Yes, literally. All we have right now is speculation of everything that's going mm-hmm. on. And I don't know if you saw this online, but for like about a week, the internet lost its mind over this rumor that Hugh Grant was going to be the next doctor. Did you hear about this? I saw it, and I pulled up the article, and like basically the first line said, are we going to see the doctor? Uh, basically, no. And then I was like, oh, okay. Well, then I didn't read the rest of it. So yeah. <laughs> That was obviously not true. Not that I would have a problem with Hugh Grant being the next doctor. Mm-hmm. I've seen him as the doctor already. He played the doctor. Like for... Red Nose Day or something like yes. that? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah, uh, Curse of Fatal Death. He was <laughs> one of several regenerations of the doctor when okay. he went through a bunch of them. And when you first saw it, obviously your impression was going to be, no, this is just ridiculous. Uh They're not going to do that. Specifically because, at least for me anyway, and I think other people feel this way, is that you don't want the actor to overshadow the role. They've had great actors to do the role, Mm -hmm. but I think there's a point where the actor would wind up overshadowing the role and you'd be thinking Mm -hmm. of the actor more than you would. Yeah, if he had like a one shot like John Hurt. John Hurt, absolute legend. Well, let's give him one story arc. I just think that with it being Hugh Grant, you'd be thinking about that more than thinking about him as the doctor. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't think it would have been a good idea and I also didn't believe that anybody was going to do that. What surprised me was everybody jumped in on this. (laughs) Once I saw the first article on it, I was like, well, this is ridiculous. Obviously, this is not the case. And then everybody's reporting it everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I was never at a place where I thought, wait a minute, maybe there's some truth to this Mm -hmm. because everybody's talking about it. Because I know how people get and I know the way of the world. And I know that sometimes people will run with something. Mm -hmm. And it just amazed me how much people were running with this ridiculous little story (laughs) but the truth is what have we heard about doctor who recently we know that there's some filming going on there's a lot of speculation about what's going on with the 60th and we've talked about a little bit Mm -hmm. of it and so honestly it's a place where you know where you don't have news you just start making up stuff (laughs) just so you have something to talk about Mm -hmm. But that, to me, was like a real shock. I knew it was silly, but everybody's talking about it. It's like, well, I guess you had really nothing else to talk about. But we've got a couple of weeks, two or three weeks, and then we will get an episode of Doctor Who Mm -hmm. on Easter. Easter special. And, of course, they've been talking about that, specifically about how we're going to get more development on the Doctor and Yaz's relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. And and we talked about this before. I'm not going to dwell on it, but I'm not the biggest fan of that. If for no other reason than that you're going to wind up having to rush this because you've only got, after this, one more episode. Mm -hmm. And I would assume you're getting a clean slate. And so you're not really going to get a chance to develop this at all. Just on that alone. Mm -hmm. Forget about whether this is a good idea of ever having the doctor and a companion in a relationship. 
just the fact that you're bringing something out that you're not going to be able to develop, why bother to do it? I'm, right. I'm not sure. And then, of course, we've got movies that will be coming out. I have been watching the trailers for X. Do you know about this one? Is it a horror movie where people go out in the middle of the woods to shoot a porno and then they're the creepy couple? It is that marriage of forbidden cinema of pornography and horror. Okay. And X, of course, being for X-rated. It's a group of people. They found a place where they want to shoot a porno. And it turns out to be basically a pastiche of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, Ah, hey, let's shoot a porno at the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house. It's not literally that, but Mm -hmm. it's definitely... Might as well be. It combines the two great classics of exploitation cinema, which, Mm -hmm. of course, is blood and boobies. Yep. The two cheapest special Mm -hmm. effects in all of movies. And I've been hearing a lot of good stuff about it. Everybody's been saying some really positive things about it. Mm -hmm. It's just like a real throwback to... Both 70s horror and 70s porn. So, can't beat that, (laughs) I suppose. And then next week will be Morbius. Mm -hmm. And I've been trying to avoid spoilers for that. And I've been trying to avoid a lot of the reviews because I wanted to go into it with... Fresh eyes. Fresh eyes and preconceived notions about it. But Mm -hmm. unfortunately, I have been catching some reviews. They've been popping up and uh, not good. No. Oh, no. um, well, that's disappointing. Sony, they're hit or miss. Yeah. I, What's your I, deal, man? I guess that's the thing about it is it's you never know. And some people, I guess, were leery about the whole thing because very much like the New Mutants, they filmed it and then they went in and had to make adjustments to it. Then it gets delayed and it gets delayed again, gets delayed again. And usually when a film gets cycled around like that so much mm-hmm. that... Eventually, you just have to go, okay, there's something wrong here, obviously. (laughs) But for me, I don't normally go into a film expecting to be disappointed. I'm just willing to let the movie be what it's going to be, and then we can talk about it later. Mm -hmm. I try to go in without a whole lot of expectations, and uh, it's a fun romp of a film. Mm -hmm. I'm going to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I have to ask you this, though, since we're on the subject of vampires. This was released today. Did you see the pictures? Yep. You did see that. (laughs) I did see that picture, yeah. And this is another film I had nothing, I I didn't know about. Yeah, Renfield. Uh And so we get Nicolas Cage's Dracula. I guess that's what we get. (laughs) When I first saw the picture, I didn't see the headline or anything. I thought, well, okay, he must be guest starring on The Monsters. Yeah, it's just such an odd look about it i don't dislike it i just don't know i guess i'm reserving judgment obviously you can see the inspirations of bella lugosi he was in black and white so it just it looked so much better and yeah but well i I will wait what dracula has done to me in the past few years my feelings toward dracula have been tainted i will have to wait we're getting willem dafoe as nosferatu which is perfect because in a sense he's revisiting the role (laughs) from Shadow of the Vampire. Mm -hmm. But I have to admit, I'm of two minds when it comes to Nicolas Cage's Dracula because Nicolas Cage is an actor who has no problem playing something over the top. Uh So I know that he'll just chew up the scenery when it comes to this. But then I also remember a few decades ago going to the theaters to see Vampire's Kiss that had Nicolas Cage. Yeah, he thought he was a vampire. Okay. And oh my God, God, I hated that film. Oh, no. 
it was oh my god it was nicholas cage turned up to 11 before he got famous for being turned up to 11 it, mm. he's not a vampire but he thinks that he is and he's walking around with literal plastic teeth in plastic fangs uh-huh. like you used to get for trick-or-treating yeah and it was the weirdest thing ever and it was for me it was the first time when i realized that movies could be really bad i had always assumed that if a movie got to the theater they varied in quality but a movie wouldn't get put in a theater if it didn't have at least some merit and this was a shock to my system (laughs) because i had no no... redeeming qualities whatsoever oh my god it was a feeling that i have felt since but this was the first time where i felt like i had been cheated i had been (laughs) ripped off I had wasted my time and Mm -hmm. my money. I had never felt that way before watching a film. I didn't know films could make me feel this way. But that one did, and I was like, this is horrible. Well, when you said Vampire's Kiss, I know there were several attempts, especially in the early 2000s, about vampire musicals, vampires on Broadway, and I think Vampire's Kiss, that sounds like that was one of them. Dracula was on there, Lestat was uh, off-Broadway, and that genre apparently doesn't do well. That's what I thought maybe. Well, this definitely, yeah, this definitely would not Mm -hmm. work as anything. It's so bad, it's not even kitschy. I wouldn't even pull this thing out for like, it's so bad, it's good type of, let's watch and riff, I, no riff tracks, no mystery science theater. No, don't even waste your time for that. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love kitschy stuff. I'm a huge fan of Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter, for example. <laughs> Believe me, a movie doesn't have to have an awful lot of quality for me to be on board with the so bad it's good aesthetic. I love that type of thing. <laughs> but this was just... it. Oh, God, I hated it so much. I hated it so much. And like I said, I'm of two minds. The whole thing of Nicolas Cage's Dracula, I'm like, yeah, this is a guy who could chew the scenery up. But if I'm getting Vampire's Kiss, the sequel, I'm going to be really upset if that happens. I I don't want to deal with that. I just don't. And and Dracula just doesn't need another kick to the proverbial literary testicles again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But... Apparently, this movie is about Renfield. It reflects on him. It, it's a movie about him. He's the star of the show. Mm-hmm. Dracula's just like a an outside character. Okay. That's fine. I'm curious about it. Anything that's a horror comedy, of course, I'm going to be interested in. And again, I'm, I have to just try to put out of my mind this idea of Nicolas Cage and Vampire's Kiss. Just <laughs> try to forget that as much as I can mm-hmm. and not let that color my perception of the movie awfully much and maybe this will be the uh, Nicolas Cage vampire redemption (laughs) he may redeem himself in this okay but but yeah it was funny you were saying that you thought this might be monsters I've been following a little bit about the Mm -hmm. movie and uh, of course I I think we already talked about this how Mm -hmm. monsters isn't they're not getting a theatrical release okay it's going straight to I think Peacock Oh, okay. Although I've seen some stills that I like how they brought Cassandra Peterson in a role. She's not going to be playing Elvira, but mm-hmm. she's going to be playing a, another character, a real estate agent. Going back to hit or miss, Rob Zombie has pretty much <laughs> been hit or miss when it comes to films. Mm-hmm. But one thing I definitely know about him is, of course, he's a massive fan of the original Monsters. Mm-hmm. 
In fact, I remember years and years ago, back when MTV, people still watched it. Do you know what I'm talking about? You've heard of MTV? I've heard it in songs. And some, there was music still on MTV, and I want my MTV, and mm, yeah, that, video killed the radio star. And Yeah, it, there was a time when there was this TV station called MTV, and at the time it stood for music television, <laughs> although it doesn't stand for anything now. But, yeah, they played music, but they also had some interesting shows. And one of them was Cribs, where you would see houses of rock stars. And they did one with Rob Zombie. And he had an inordinate amount of Munster stuff in his house. Oh, okay. Posters Mm -hmm. and collectibles. And I also remember he also, in his house, has the original stuffed polar bear from the Adams Family. Oh. Yeah. yeah, so he's definitely a mm-hmm. fan of that genre for sure. Oh, yeah. And he's like a massive fan of the Monsters. Mm-hmm. I think he was a fan of Halloween, too, and that didn't help a whole <laughs> lot. And especially since it's going to be PG and it's going to be more of the spirit of the TV show. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be good. But one other thing I wanted to mention, because I know you're a big fan of the boys. I have mm-hmm. been hearing news from the set. Apparently, this is going to be the bloodiest season of the boys how is that possible <laughs> i the thought that anybody would have the audacity to even say something <laughs> like that much less try to do it but they said the special effects departments were running out of blood it was that bad and i'm like what are you what's this gonna uh-huh. be I, now i'm scared uh-huh. i am terrified of this now <laughs> so what are they going to do? You've given Butcher powers, first of all, yeah, which scares the heck out of me. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting to a point where you're getting people saying, like, oh, you're not ready for what's going to happen. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I wasn't ready before. You thought I was ready? Exploding whale. Exploding whale. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to stay in this whale. <laughs> yeah. I did, I, it's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a crazy season, I think. And uh, that'll, uh, that'll be fun to talk about. <laughs> yes, that's going to be fun to talk about. But yeah, starting next week, we can start getting back into maybe once the rumors are over and we start diving deep into some of this new stuff. Obviously, we're going to talk Moon Knight. Moon Knight, yeah. That'll probably be the top of the... You'll have to find us some more theme music for Moon Knight. Yeah, we'll have to find it, whatever it's going to be. But, Mm -hmm. man, I cannot wait. Right. And so with that said, we come to the end of episode 144. Thank you for listening and tune in next time for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch podcast. For Mandy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher, reminding all the geek watchers out there, we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch Podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the Geek Watch Podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The Geek Watch Podcast is a Hanging J production.